0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible, we're studying the Word of God, our desire is to know God, know what He has told us. He's told us how to follow Him, how to know Him, so that's why we're studying the Bible. We are starting a new book today, we're starting in the Gospel of John. Today is episode 61, and we are just looking at verses 1 through 3 of John chapter 1. John is a rich book. It is uh, really full of uh, just incredible accounts and the, the language of it. it. It really touches people's hearts. It's, um, it's a gospel, and the word gospel can, can have a couple of meanings. One, gospel can mean the explanation of how to be reconciled with God. We call that the gospel, that we're separated from God because of sin, but we can be forgiven of sin through faith in Jesus Christ and experience the forgiveness of sin and adoption by God. We call that the gospel, the good news. That's what the word gospel actually means. It's an old English word, good spell, means good story. And in Greek, we see that word euangelion. Eu means good, angelion means message. It's where we get the word angel, messenger. So the good message is the gospel, the good news, the good story, the account of what God has done to reconcile us with himself. John is different from the other three gospels. The other three, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we call the synoptic gospels. And synoptic is the same root word as synopsis. And a synopsis is a a condensed, all-encompassing account of what we're talking about. So the synoptics, they're called that because they all have very similar storylines to them, very similar accounts. So they're grouped together and called the synoptic gospels. But John is different. John has a lot of similarities, but a lot of differences from the other three gospels. It was probably the last of the gospels written. If you already have three gospels, why do you need another? Why do you need a fourth gospel? Well, John answers the question why he wrote his gospel. Toward the end of the book, in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, he said, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written, so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. The gospel of John, as with all the gospels, is not just a history It's not just a biography. It's not just an account of what Jesus did to give us an explanation about the life of Jesus. It's written with the intent that we would believe. It is written with the intent that we would respond. It's written with the idea that we would respond in faith and experience salvation through faith in Christ. So that is the purpose of the gospel. It's the purpose of all the gospels. And John wrote his gospel differently than the other three, and it has uh just a a different flow to it in chapter one of the Gospel of John is what we call the prologue verses one through eighteen. the first part uh, of the of chapter one is called the prologue and it's this standalone introductory section that is, is is very rich in theology and and if you're looking for a passage to memorize. John chapter 1 verses 1 through 18 are a really great passage to memorize. So let's dive into it. John chapter 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. I said we were doing chapter 1 verses 1 through 3, but we're actually just doing 1 and 2. So John starts with in the beginning. Well, this sounds suspiciously like the very beginning of the Bible. Genesis 1.1, the book of Genesis begins, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the same three words start the Gospel of John, in the beginning, and points us back to creation. And we're going to see why in a few verses where he's linking Jesus to creation. But in the beginning was the word. Now, beginning, it can have two meanings. And I believe John meant both of these meanings. Uh, We often think beginning as a chronological context is at the start of history. And that's a a, a meaning there. But there's another meaning uh, when you use the word beginning is the origin, more the cause, the root of things. And he obviously means that also because in a few verses that's where he starts linking uh, Jesus to creation. So he refers to the beginning as chronologically the start of history, but also the causation of what caused things to begin. And in the beginning was the word. So the words at the beginning, before creation, so it's not created. Now the Word. Who is the Word? Well, he's personifying the Word, and it's going to be obvious as we read all of the, uh, the prologue of John here. He's referring to Jesus as the Word, the Logos. That's the Greek word that gets translated as Word, Logos. Now some people want to link this to the Greek thought in the use of the word Logos, because it was a big deal with Greek philosophers. Now, what the Greek philosophers thought may not have resonated much with the common people, so maybe it meant some of this, maybe not. But the, the Greek philosophers used Logos in, as a, a way to describe the, the ordering of the universe, rationality, logic, uh, more in, in thinking terms. But Hebrew thought, if we go back to the Old Testament, What do we understand Logos there? Word. Where do we see Word? Well, we see it in the creation account. And John's linking his account here with the creation account. The the beginning of the book of Genesis talks about God creating the universe. Well, the Gospel of John is all about the new creation, the recovery of people in a spiritual sense as, as new creations. So in Hebrew thought, if we look at the Old Testament word, part of the creation account, God spoke things, God said, and it became that way. But also the Old Testament itself is looked at as the word of God, the word of the Lord. And the prophets, whenever they are called, it's the word of the Lord came to me, and they were called to present the word of the Lord. So we see word is the authority that comes from God, but also as the creative power of God, and it's somewhat personified in the idea of wisdom. Well, much of the wisdom literature, non-biblical wisdom literature, the, the idea of wisdom is God's breath, and it emanates from God. But if we look at Proverbs, Proverbs 8, verses 22 and 23, the Lord acquired me At the beginning of his creation, before his works of long ago. I was formed before ancient times, from the beginning, before the earth began. So we see this idea of wisdom. Wisdom existed before creation. And I think John's playing off that thought when he's talking about the Word. The Word existed before creation. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. So we have the word pre existing before creation, uh, not created. Here we have the word with God. With, which means alongside, but, but not part of. So distinct from God, but with God. And he very intentionally uses, you know, prepositions mean a lot and the prepositions give meaning. He uses the preposition pros which means with. Usually it means toward. And you say, that's kind of awkward. The word was toward God. There's a, a, another preposition that might fit also called para, which can mean from, beside, alongside. But he's going to use that in verse 6 when he talks about John the Baptist being from God. So he uses a very intentionally, uses a different preposition to describe John the Baptist. Now how he related to God, then how he describes the word, and how it related to God. So, the word was with God. The word was not created. The word was with God, but distinct from God. And then, finally, the word was God. Again, the, the words used mean something. It doesn't say the word became God. The word was God. This gives us a unity with God the Father. So what do we make of this? Uh, The Word was not created. The Word was with God, meaning the Word was not God, but was with God, but yet the Word was God. Now, we understand it a little more fully because we have a better picture given all of the New Testament of the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three persons distinct from each other, but in unity, God. And while we don't understand it, I certainly don't understand it. The the Bible clearly presents this trinity. And this is one of the the big places we see it here with uh, the Word, Jesus, God the Son. The Word was God, God the Son. The Word was with God, with God the Father. And the Word was not created because the Word is God. So we get a, a picture here of Jesus. Like I said, it becomes very clear that in the word, he is referring to Jesus. Then in verse 2, in case you missed it, he, he sums it up again. He was with God in the beginning. So John's beginning his prologue here with some serious theology here. This is serious, serious theology. These these three major theological affirmations that the word was in the beginning, before creation, not created. Second, the word was with God, distinct from God. But the word was God. gives unity of God, unity of the Godhead. So powerful, powerful stuff here. Just the, the first two verses. As I said, this whole prologue, verses 1 through 18, are just a, uh, a fantastic theology of Christ who he is, what he did, why he came. And it's a a great passage to, to memorize. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working our way through the prologue of John.